Meridik. So today's daf is daf Kuf Zayin, page 107. All right, Chavra. Mamish, mamish, mamish. Yeah, we're, uh, we're mamish cruising along over here. We're up to Perak Yud Gimel. Shleisha Asr, the 13th Perak. And here we go. So let's give a short introduction. We're familiar, but let's remind ourselves um, about the topic of Mian, which is going to be the big focus as we start out the Perak. So in order for a woman and man to be married, they need to have Das. If you walk over to a woman put a ring on her finger and say, behold, I'm married to you. And she says, no, you're not. I thought you'd give me a free ring. Are you married? No. You need das. You need knowledge. Now, in order to have knowledge, both the husband and wife, we'll call them, need to be gedolim. They have to have mental capacity. A katana and a katana don't have the mental capacity. So is it ever possible for a woman under the age of 12 to be married? What do you say? Is it possible? Does she have das? She doesn't have das. So is it ever shayach? Is it ever possible? So here's the answer. Yes. Why? Because the Torah tells us that a father has the ability to marry off his daughter in a biblical way. Okay? To marry her off in a biblical way. And such a marriage would be valid. It's kind of like the father's giving his das, his mind in her, in her stead, in her place. Okay. Now, let's say there is no father. Is there any way for a woman who's not yet 12 years old to become married? So the answer is, biblically, no. Rabbinically, yes. The Chachamim say that there is a rabbinical marriage that a mother and brother are able to take the place of the father if, there's, if the father is either not around or a father is not capable of marrying her off for various reasons. However, under these circumstances, the halacha is she can refuse the marriage. You cannot refuse a biblical marriage. You can refuse a rabbinic marriage. So if she says, I am no longer willing, I'm no longer interested in being involved in this marriage, what Mion does, the, the rabbis tell us, you know, you're going to be married rabbinically, but if she refuses your marriage, it's going to uproot the whole marriage retroactively, basically making it, and this is something that is important to remember on the first daf of this parak, basically making every time that this fellow lived with his wife, it was Zenos. It was out of wedlock intercourse. Because the, this young girl is now going ahead and uprooting the marriage retroactively. Saying, I was never married to you from the get-go. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to begin focusing on Mia. Yeah, go ahead. The mindset, if they're living together, if they're having relations, mm-hmm. what are we saying? Retroactively, they weren't married. That's right. It's exactly what we're saying. It's exactly what we're saying. You're bothered by how can you cause somebody who thought they were doing a mitzvah at the time to turn it into an avera? Is that what's bothering you? Something, something of that along those lines? Okay, so we'll see as we move along in the parak. The Gemara is going to be bothered by what's bothering you. Right now we have to know the premise of what ultimately happens. And now we're going to get into the intestines of the hows, the whys, and what to keep in mind. All right, here we go. Says the mission. Yeah. Kind of marriage that she can do mian on is when someone uh, who, what not is, when the father marries her off. When the mother or brother marry her off in a rabbinic way, she can refuse that marriage. Okay, got it. Later, okay. later on, later on, only later on. That's right. Any time before she becomes a bas mitzvah, she can say, "This guy's a scoundrel," and tap dance out of the room. See you later. So why for two years? Huh? 
why for two years are we putting her in this situation that she can't escape from? Huh? So we're going to see when exactly she has the ability to do it. She doesn't necessarily need to wait two years. Okay. It just all we know right now is that it must be done before any before she becomes a gadola. Wait a little bit, and we're going to Bezham get there to see uh, the the place of everything. But there's so much to consider over here. All right. Says the Mishnah Kuvzayinam and Aleph. Beishamai Yaimrim. Beishamai says Eimeman and Alarusais. We only allow refusal of a marriage if the katana was only in a stage of arusa, not if she actually had relations with him. So that completely uproots Steve's original question. Okay. Beisol says no. Arusa is unisois. Beisol says she could do mian whether she was in a state of arusa, which is the initial stage of marriage, the acquisition, or whether they were already living together full-fledged as husband and wife. So the Gemara will get to why they argue, but again, Beis Shammai says, only, Mion only works by Arison. It does not work once they've cohabited. Beis says, either way. Beis Shammai says also, Bibaal. You can only do Yibum, to a, you can only do Mion, a refusal, to a full-fledged husband. Beis Bibaal Uviyabam. She can refuse a marriage and tap dance out of the room to a full-fledged husband, or even to a Yavam. She falls to a Yavam, she's 10 years old, 11 years old, she says, bye, see you later, I'm out of here, I, I'm, I'm doing Miyun, even to a Yavam you could do Miyun. Bishami Yemrim, Bishami all says, Bifanav. Miyun could only be done, Bifanav. Okay. So he's, he needs to be there. No, it could be done in Bezdin, but the husband doesn't need to be there. She go walk into Bezdin. The husband's not there. And she says, Me no like him. Okay. That's me and Bishami Amrim Bezdin. Bishami says also it must be in Bezdin. No, doesn't necessarily have to be in a in a in a Bezdin. It could be also not in a court. Okay. We're gonna have to wait again. The the, the Gemara will, will explain this today, Bez Hashem. Um, uh, a lot of this Baruch Hashem. It seems it's like a long mission. Sometimes it takes a lot of Gemara to get down. But especially we're going to be Zaycha all on today's daf. There's a lot to cover on today's daf, but it's going to cover everything because there's a new mission on the end of today's daf. So a lot of this will be covered. If she can, she could be, she could do Mion, and whenever she is a Kitana, Afilu Abba V'chamishapam, even four or five times. Okay. Yeah, it is. Mother, brother, marry her off. She goes into the marriage. No, I don't like him. Bye. Not waiting, nothing. I'm out of here. All right, they marry off to another guy. After the chuppah, she's like, eh, he's got bad breath. I'm not interested. Next. Next. Four or five times, says Basil. Omelem Bishami Shami says, no. This is a young girl over here. We can't have. The Heligid daughters of Klai Yisrael be being treated as, as a Hefker. Just marry her off then, marry her off them. No. Ella rather says Bishamai, Mima'enes umamtenes ad shetagdil utimain v'etinase. Okay. Here's what she does. Says Bishamai, there's one, there's only one pass for Mion. Only one pass for Mion. And once Mion is done, you know what we say? No more opportunity for marriage until you become a bas mitzvah, until you become a bageres. You're one and done. V'timoin v'tinase. Okay, there you go. Very good. Now this last 
word, these last words need to be understood because it seems to be from Bishamai. One marriage, then when she becomes a Gedailah, she can get married again, and then she refuses and, get, and gets married. Okay, so what does that mean? <laughs> right? Well, we just said that she could do meal on one husband. So it's, we're assuming right now, Rashi explains, when Beishamai says she becomes a Gedailah, she refuses and then gets married. It means she has to do meal again, apparently. It's like she does meal when she's a Katana and walks out. She comes to Gedailah, she does meal again, and then, and then uh, she can get married. Okay, we'll have to explain that as well. Here we go. Says the Gemara, so much. You know what, let's, let's give an overview of the mission. That was, that was a loaded mission. Let's give a quick overview of all the halachas. First, we had a dispute whether you could do mian only by the state of Arusa, or even when you are a Nesua, even when they consummated their marriage. Then we had a Machlaikas about whether you could do mian only on the full-fledged husband, or they could do mian even on a Yavam. Then we had a Machlaikas about whether the husband has to be there at the time of the mian. And then we had a machlekes whether it needs to be done in a bezdin, and then we had a machlekes how many times she could do mian. Is it once or is it multiple times? All right. So here we go. Let's go through the Mishnah part by part. Amar Rav Yehuda Mashmul says the Gemara. Rav Yehuda says in the name of Shmuel. My time at the Meishamai. What is the reason for Meishamai that you can only refuse a marriage if you're in a state of Arisen, not if you're already in a state of Nisuin? Says the Gemara, I'll tell you why the fish ain't tonight, there's no such thing as a tonight, as a conditional Nisuin, a conditional full-fledged marriage, and therefore, if a, if a uh, Nisua, a 10-year-old girl, who already consummated her marriage, if we're going to allow Mion, people are going to say, oh, you know why they're separating, not to do a Mion, but because, ready for this? You can make a tanai, you can make a stipulation even in Nisuin. You hit us incredible. Here's the rule, here's the halacha. There's two steps of marriage. Step one is Arison. What's Arison? The acquisition. Can you acquire a wife with a condition? A valid condition. The answer is yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If that condition is not fulfilled, nothing ever happened. Because it was based on the condition. Can you do nisuin? Can you consummate your marriage based on the condition? The answer is no. There's no such thing. We assume, actually, once nisuin takes place, everybody's Michael. Everybody will forgive. The pre- Nobody's going to jump all the way into a nisuin unless the condition had been met previously. That's a little too far in. You know, it's like you're already, sometimes you're too far into something, you can't get out. So, says Beishamai, here's the deal. You know why I'm not going to allow, you know why we're not going to allow a, a young girl who had Nisuin to refuse it? Because people are going to think, they're not going to be so aware that it was a refusal of marriage. They're going to say, oh, you know why she just walked away from this? Because maybe their Nisuin hinged on a condition that wasn't met, and you can make a condition on a Nisuin. That's what people are going to think. So says Beishamai, therefore, once a girl, a young girl, Ha- married off by mother and brother, and or brother, had nisuin, the halacha is, no walking away, it's going to lead to other issues for other people not knowing the whole situation. Says the Gemara, okay, let me ask you a question. Let's say they had Arison, and then she comes under his chuppah, she goes under the canopy, but they didn't yet consummate the marriage, they didn't have intercourse. My ikala meymar. Then what are you going to say? 
Because Beishamai says, once you did Nesuin, no. Now, Chuppah is Nesuin. That's the assumption right now. Chuppah is also Nesuin. So, by Nesuin, by, uh, I'm sorry, by Chuppah, where there's no need, you will, well, <laughs> until there's actual intercourse, we don't say there's automatic mechila so that you, all conditions fall off. At the time of chuppah, there still may be conditions. So the Gemara says, but if let's say he took her into chuppah, this young girl, and they didn't have relations yet, Michael Amemar, what would be the reason why Beishamai says you can't do mian? According to Beishamai, you wouldn't be able to do mian. This is Nesuin, but why not? Says the Gemara, the fish ain't tonight by chuppah. Same thing, because no thing is a tonight by chuppah. That's it, it's like in Nesuin. What happens if the father gave over his daughter to a messenger of the husband? Yeah. Comes time for the chuppah. And this young girl standing under the chuppah with her, with her uh, tate, with her father. He's going to give her over her hand in marriage to the husband. Turns out the husband broke his leg. Can't make it to the wedding. So what does he do? He sends a friend. And he says, you act as my shliach, and you come, you walk over to my future wife, under the chuppah, and you say, Harei at Behold, you are married to my friend, Chaim Yanku, with this ring, and that's how it's going to work. Says the Gemara, that's a chuppah, the guy's not even there, okay? What are you going to say uh, under those circumstances? Okay? Because the Maisa, we know for a fact that the husband didn't even himself stand under the chuppah with her. So Gemara says, light plug, Rabbanon. You're right. It would be. But the Rabbanon made a light plug. Light plug, there's no exceptions. Flat rule. Once you do chuppah, there's no longer refusal. So that's the reason for Beishamah. Beishamah says, bottom line, you could only refuse a marriage, she could only refuse a marriage in a state of Arison, not in a state of Nesuin. Otherwise, it's going to lead to confusion for people about marriage stipulations. Fine. Now Beishillel said, she can refuse a marriage whenever she wants. Erezin, Nesuin, why? Ubeis Hillel, Beis Hillel is going to say, made the Yadid, Nesuin, Gatan, Drabon, who? What are you going to say? She had Nesuin. If we let her walk away, people are going to think that a 50-year-old who gets married, a 60-year-old who gets married, uh, and it's done on condition, it must be that condition works even after Nesuin. Says Beis Hillel, come on. How many times have you seen a 9 and 10-year-old girl get married? People know that if a 9 and 10-year-old girl got married, and the situation of refusal, the whole thing's rabbinic, and it's a whole different set of circumstances. Don't say, don't allow it, because otherwise people get confused by biblical marriages. No, people know. There's a call, there's a, there, the, the word is out there, that the reason why she walked away, even after Nesuin, is because she's a little pitzel, because she's 10 years old. Both This is getting to what Steve was saying earlier. He said, they, they argue, they say no. The reason why Beishamai says you cannot walk away from an Nesuin is not because of confusion. You know why I can't walk away from confusion? Because we have, in Klal Yisrael, expected standards. And here's what happens. Here's the expected standards. It is wrong... For a man who has relations, they already had Nesuans, so we're assuming they had relations, it is wrong to allow that down the road, nothing to do with him. His wife is now 11 years old, she's turning 11, let's say, and she says bye, and all of a sudden, every act of relations that they thought they were doing mitzvahs with, as husband and wife, 
is becoming a bilaznos. It's becoming a forbidden, out of wedlock relationship. Says Beishamai, no, we don't. We can't allow that. Can't allow that to happen. Remember, what about if they didn't have actual bia, didn't have actual intercourse? They just said chupa. Why would Beishamai not allow mian? Because also the husband doesn't want his chupa to be done for uh, for iser. Yeah, why do you do chupa? So you can have relations later to make it permitted. Until now, she was in Arusa. She wasn't permitted, isn't it? Right? She was she, she was in Arusa. Now she's in Nesua. The, the guy does a, doesn't even want to have the chupa uh, for, for that reason. What happens if he didn't stand under the chupa? He sent a friend. Rabbanan don't make any discrepancy between whether it's him, whether it's somebody else. Bottom line, they explain, Beishamai holds, the reason why you can't do it for Nesuin, people aren't going to be willing to go into a marriage if it's going to turn their, their, um, their sexual um, mitzvah acts into something that is considered zinus out of wedlock. Since there's, there, there was a Kedushan. And since there was a Ksuva, no one's going to come to view him bad. And everybody's going to be understanding of the situation. Listen, he was trying to be helpful, trying to help this family out. They thought it would be a good Shidduch. This is the Halacha. The Halacha is, you know, as, as um, Dabr HaMalach says, a beautiful, beautiful vart, a beautiful uh, idea that we share all the time. In Mizmar LeDavid, Hashem Roy LeYachzar. What does it say at the end? Let it only be my good and my kindness that chases after me all the days of my life. Say the commentators, the Mepharshim explain, what does David HaMelech mean? That only good and kindness run after me all the days of my life. Every person at some point or at many points in our lives will have people running after us. They're going to hound us, they're going to bother us, they're going to complain, they're going to call us names, they're going to say that you did something wrong. That's always going to happen in a person's life. Says Dovr HaMelech, Ah, he davens to Hashem, but, Tov v'chesed yodifuni. If anybody's going to have any complaints about me, at least let it be the good and the kindness that I've done for them that should chase after me all the days of my life. How many times have we tried to help somebody, done chesed, and it just comes back to bite you? All right, it happens. Taivin Chesed sometimes comes back to it comes back to bite us. Trying to you know, people uh, could turn the tables or whatever it is. Says Basil over here. Listen, people aren't going to view it negatively, and that's it. All right, it is what it is. Says Basil, we're not concerned. The Papa Amar Papa says time with the Mishom Peri. The reason why Bishami doesn't allow Nesuin is because of a complication with the peri. When a woman comes into marriage, she brings in with her nechse melog, right? This property um, uh, that she owns and the husband has rights to produce. Time of the, uh, now the issue is going to be that, you know, during the marriage, the husband has rights to profit from things that the field gives off. Now, if this woman has a right to meon to refuse and retroactively completely uproot everything, so there's going to be a constant concern. And that's also a Shalom bias concern, you know, about anything that goes on with her property. So the, the issue is going to be, Mishama is going to say that, you know, if we allow a Nesua, 
to walk away from the marriage, the husband is going to get every last ounce of nourishment out of that land and ruin her, the property that belongs to her and, uh, and her family because just in case she, uh, she walks away, he has to chop her as much as it is, you know, as much as he can. That's, unfortunately, that's the difference between people who, uh, a landlord and a tenant, sometimes a tenant towards the end of, of the lease doesn't care so much about the property. They just, uh, they let it go to waste. Besol says, but the opposite. Besol says, no, Bishami, don't worry that the husband, because there's a chance of refusal, will try to ruin her land. Just the opposite. Since she can always refuse him, ready? He's going to treat her right. He's going to say like this, listen, I better treat her right. Because if I don't, her family is going to let her know that I'm an Ogudnik. And she should walk away from me. So I better treat her properly and her property correctly. Rav Amar says, How time to Beishamai? Another reason for Beishamai that you cannot do Mion for Nesuin. Let's go over this quickly before we get to our fourth reason. Three reasons for Beishamai. And Beishol to argue. Reason number one is... Um, reason number one was because people are going to confuse conditions for Nesuin. People are going to think you can even make a, a, a condition by a Nesuin. The second reason given was because a person doesn't want his acts of relations with this girl to be turned into zunus. Reason number three that we just gave is because of a machlekas concerning how he's going to treat her property. And here's reason number four. Rav Amar Rav says, Here's the reason for Beishamai. You cannot do Mion. Once you have Nesuan, A person is not going to want to make a chasna. A whole, wedding, a whole wedding meal, pay for all the expenses when you know that your wife at any time could just pick up and walk away. It's not going to take much. It's not like you have to go through a whole divorce. You have to get a get and you have, uh, you have a whole thing, you know, uh, the whole back and forth. No, she, at any time she could just pick up and say, see you later. Tap dance out of the room, right? And therefore, people aren't going to end up marrying these girl, uh, a young girl who needs to be married off for various reasons. Hence, says Beishamai, once there's Nesuin, we don't allow anymore. It's not fair to the husband. It's not fair to the husband. And, a husband, and husbands are going to stop doing this if it makes it so easy for the women to walk away. What about Beishol? He says, no. You know something very interesting? He says, even if a woman can walk away without a get, it's still worth, a husband is not going to refrain from marrying her because there is a certain, um, how, how do you call it? The, the Gemara is using the expression of kala. There's a voice. There, the word is out there that he's getting married. So that to him is like a stickle covered. Look, there's a wedding coming up. Oh, there's a chasen in shul, right? So that itself makes it exciting enough that, uh, you know, it, it's not going to turn people off from the fact that the, the woman can easily walk away. Okay. Period. Two dots. So that explains all the first dispute in the Mishnah about Erison and the Suan. Each take of Beishami Yabesol, four different approaches. Beautiful. Then we said another Machlekes. What was the Machlekes? Can she refuse the husband or can she refuse even a Yavam? So let's get into this. Bishami says, you can only refuse a husband, full-fledged husband. Bishol says, no, she can refuse either a husband 
or a yavam. Amr says, What does it mean to refuse? How do you refuse a Yavam? He didn't do anything yet. What are you refusing for him? Says Ravashia, it means she's allowed to refuse the mimer that he did, but she could not refuse the automatic bond that exists between the two of them. That makes sense, right? There's a bond that Tyra places between the widow of a man who dies childless and his brother. There's an automatic bond. Now, besides for that bond, the rabbis go ahead and they say, if let's say there's multiple brothers waiting for this widow, one brother could go, go over to her, give her anything of value, like a ring on her finger, and say, behold, you are, I am now doing mimer on you and you are designated for me. He could do that. And now she's only permitted to him. That's the rule. That's the rabbinic rule of mimer. Says Ravashia, when we say in the Mishnah that Pesil holds she could refuse a Yavam, it means she can refuse the mimer of the Yavam. He put a ring on her finger and said, You're, We're now doing mimer. And she agreed at the time. A week later, she's like, You know what? No, I don't, forget it. Mion, I refuse that mimer. That's when Pesil says you could do that. She could do that. But you cannot break a biblical zika. Amr Chista, my time with Ravashia, was he Ravashia? Mimer de Midaita, Motsi Akra. Mimer, that you needed her willingness, so she, can, she brought it, she could remove it. She says, I'm no longer willing. Zika, but an automatic bond, the Balkarcha, which comes against her will. That's just a reality. What, that's what happens. So, like Matsi Akra, she can't remove something that didn't come in with her will. It was there initially. Like, <laughs> well, what are you going to do? It, it is what it is. It's like a Yid who tries running away from being a Yid. Yeah, well, you think you're a Christian? You're a Yid. Finished. <laughs> It doesn't matter what you decide. A yid is a yid is a yid is a yid. Says the Gemara of Arabia de Balkarcha. But we have a case of Bia that, it, that could be done Balkarcha intercourse. That if it, it technically, I shouldn't say could be done. Let's say there's an intercourse that's done against her will. Against the will of who? The Yavama. So let's say the Yavam. How does a Yavam and Yavama consummate their marriage with intercourse? With Bia. That's the only way to do it. So let's say they do that. Okay? Top of Amr Beis. Umatsya Akra. The halacha is, she can be Iker that. Because again, according to Beis Hillel, even after an Asuan, she could do Mimer. Okay. Huh? Even after an Asuan, she can do Mimer. She can do Mion, I'm sorry. Even after an Asuan, she can refuse the marriage. So says the Gemara, hold on, one second. The actual act of intercourse didn't come, doesn't have to be with her, with her um, willingness. It's supposed to be with her willingness, but let's say it wasn't with her willingness. It's going gonna, it's gonna to create, uh, the, that's the reality of the situation. It's going to create, it's going to complete the marriage, because there's like a half marriage there automatically. So you see, says the Gemara, that there is the possibility for her to undo after the fact something that, sh- that didn't need her will. And so it's not dependent on, on her will. So Ella rather says the Gemara, Bio Mimer de Hukavid Matsya Akra. Here's how it works Bia and Mimer that he does. He does the Bia. That's his act. He does the Mimer. So Matsya Akra. She can uproot anything that he did to her. Zika, but a bond, the Rahmana Rama Allah, the HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts it on her. Hashem makes the bond. The Torah makes the bond. She can't uproot that. 
Ula Marula says, You should know she could even refuse the bond. Another opinion, hit us. Remember, in the Mishnah we had a Machlaikis. Can you refuse only a husband or a Yavam? Basil says, even a Yavam. Ravashia says, you should know, this that applies to a Yavam is only by Mimer. You can't refuse, she cannot refuse a Zika. Says Ula to Ravashia, wrong. She can even refuse a God-given Zika. She can even refuse a God-given bond. My time, why? Nesue kamoi ka'okra. Because when she, listen to this, incredible. When she fell as a Yavama, what does the bond do? It, what, is the, what, what bond is there? It keeps the original brother's marriage alive. And guess what? In the original brother's marriage, she was also capable of refusing. She's at that age. And therefore, she's able to uproot that. So what's the Zika here? What's the whole bond? The whole bond is just the original marriage that never ended. And since she couldn't refuse the original marriage, let her refuse the bond over here, says Ula. That's his take. Says here, Rav Ula. Rav, that's a challenging question on Ula. If let's say you have a situation where a woman was able to do me and refuse the marriage and she didn't. Is going back to what we learned earlier in the Masechta. But why is that true? Why is that the halacha? Let her do, let the Arias do me on now. Even as a Yavama, if we're allowing a Yavama to do me on, why are we saying that, you know, if you had a girl who could have done me on and didn't end up doing it, so you know what the halacha is? Her tzara, her co-wife, should really do chalitza. Because we're kind of stuck. Well, says the Gemara, there's no stickiness anymore. I'll tell you why. Going back to that base. All the way beginning of our Masechta. You know why there's no stickiness anymore? Let the girl do it now. Let her do it now. Right now. As a Yavon. Let her break the bond. And Sholem al Yisrael. You know who's left for Yibam? Only the other wife. Here's the case. Here's the case. Let's remind ourselves. Don't, don't get scared. Don't get scared. We're going back to base. Don't get nervous. All right? Here we go. We're gonna, we've been spending months on this. We're going to get this cold. Ready? Ruvain and Shimon are brothers. Reuven marries Shimon's daughter. Ruvay marries Shimon's daughter. She's a katana. But it's not a biblical marriage. How so? Because Shimon had previously married her off, so he lost the rights to her. So she was married, well, a father only married off a daughter once. So let's say she was married off to Reuven, her uncle, by the brother. So Reuven marries his niece, who's 10 years old, in a rabbinic marriage. Besides Veruven being married to his niece, Shimon's daughter, in her rabbinic marriage, he has a second wife, a co-wife. So he's got two wives, a regular adult wife, 80 years old, one wife's 80, the other wife is 8. Okay, uh, well no, call her 10. She's Roy Labiel. 10, okay. Ruvain dies childless. So now you got two women, two widows falling to Shimon. The problem is, one of the widows is Shimon's daughter. She obviously cannot do. Can't marry his daughter. So what did we learn earlier? We say like this. 
The co-wife has to do chalitza and aibum. Usually, the co-wife of an arayas is off the hook. But over here, she's not off the hook because since this girl is still in a situation, remember this lambdas, since this eight-year-old girl, ten-year-old girl, is still in a situation where she could refuse the marriage, so there's the possibility of her uprooting her own marriage, and the only one being left would be the eight-year-old automatically, biblically married wife. And then they would have Ibam. So what do we do? So we say, you know what? Let the, let the 80-year-old go do Chalitza. And then everybody's out in the clear. The 80-year-old can marry whoever she wants. And the 10-year-old certainly, you know, her, her marriage ain't continuing anyway. She was, uh, she's an Arias to ship. That's what we said. Now the Gemara is asking a basic question. The Gemara is saying, pause. That sounded complicated, although sensible. Says the Gemara, one second. According to what Ula is saying, that a Yavama can refuse a marriage in a state of Yibam. Ask the Gemara a simple question. Going back to Daf Beis, when you have the 80-year-old and the 10-year-old falling, why don't we just say to the 10-year-old, do miyun as a Yavama, thereby you were never married to Reuven in the first place, and now Reuven only had one wife, let them do Yibam. That would be much simpler. Get. Get. Hold on. Very good. Maybe yeah, maybe no. I'll tell you why maybe yeah, maybe no. Because when the father originally married her off, she can't do me when the father marries her off. Maybe she was just widowed. But good thinking. I like that. But be it as it may, you hear what the Gemara is challenging over here? You are saying, according to Ula, that even in a state of Yavama, she could break things. Why are you forcing Chalitza on the co-wife? Let the co-wife even do Yibam. It must be that Ula's wrong. Says the Gemara, no, Tzaras Erba Shaini. The co-wife of an Erba is different. Why? It's different. Uh, why? Says the Gemara, the Tani Rami Bar Yecheskel. Rami Bar taught us as follows. If let's say you have a katana who refuses her husband, you hit us. You have a girl ten years old. She refuses the father, the, the husband. She's now 15, 20, 30. She can marry her original husband's father because she was never married to the first guy. Be yavam. If she does miun to the yavam. Ten years old, she's refusing the Yavam. Get ready for this. Asura la'aviv. Forever. She's forbidden to this Yavam's father. You hear it? When she was fully married and she refused the marriage, mutter to the father. If she's only a Yavam, refused the Yim, usher to the father. Alma, you see from here, bishas nefila nirekechalase. You see from over here, why, why would she be forbidden? Listen to this beautiful logic. You ready? Once you fall into a state of Yavama, there is a biblical Zika that's going to catch you. Until now, this is wild. Listen to this. Guys, jump out of your seats. Until now, when she was married to the original husband, that was a rabbinic marriage. But as soon as he dies childless, all of a sudden, she's now like a real daughter-in-law. 
Once you're in a state of Yavama, you're like a real daughter-in-law to the father-in-law. Achanami. So too over here. By Tzoras Erva. B'Shas Nefila, nearest Ketzoras Bitei. Since when she, as a Yavama, she looks like the daughter of a co-wife. Mimela, we say that even the co-wife has to do Chalitza. Amarav, Rav says, Mi'ana b'zeh asur l'zeh. You should know, if a, if, a, if a Ketana ever refuses a brother, she can also refuse the other brother. Mi'davi abalas aget. Because it's the same as a Yavama who received the get. And the Allah is... Uh, I'm sorry. So, so Bailas Haget Lav Kivan de Isartala Chad Isartala Kulu. The reason why, when you give a Yavama a get, even though it's not the proper method, but if you do that, she becomes usher. Uh, is it true she's only she's usher to not only the one who gave her a get? She's usher to all them. We know that's true. So to over here, where there's when she does me unto one brother, she's going to be usher in Yibam with all the brothers. That's Rob's opinion. But Shmuel, uh, Shmuel says, no, if you have a katana that refuses one yavam, she could still marry the other yavam. And it's not like a yavama who received the get. Because by a balasaget, when she received the get from one of the brothers, he's doing something to her. But over here, by Mion, he she's the one who's refusing. She's the one taking action. The Umra, because she says, I do not like you. I don't like you. <laughs> I don't want you. I don't like you. In this statement that you say within your refusal, with her refusal, it's saying, I don't like you. However, it still implies, I might like your brother. I may be willing to do Yibam on your brother. So just for him, it's not for anybody else. Okay, so that's Rav, that's Shmuel, Ravasi, um, Ravasi says, if she does me unto his brother, she's even mutter to him. You know why? Maybe because it didn't work. Remember? What was the original opinion of Rabbi before Ula started with this whole thing? Rabbi said, you should know, when a woman refuses as a Yavama, you can't break the bond. You can only break a mimer. You couldn't break a biblically given bond. That was Ravisha's original opinion. Every, this whole conversation here is arguing on that, right? This whole conversation is going in Ula, who disagrees and says, no, you could even break a Zika. So the Gemara says, this that Ravasi says, that if she does Mion on one, she's muttered everybody else, maybe it's because he holds, she didn't do anything. She still muttered all the brothers, she's muttered all the brothers because she never refused anything. She's just a regular Yavama still. A regular Yavama is permitted to any brother. Aye, she refused, so what? You can't refuse a bond. You can't refuse a zika. That's always in existence. The Gemara says, no. You know, when there's only one brother, so then, the, then we would say that her mion, her refusal, would make her forbidden to him. There's two brothers. And you can't review, you know, when she's bound, we'll call her, to two yavams, and she says to one brother, I don't like you. I don't want you. I don't like you. I want nothing to do with you. You know what that's doing? Breaking a bond to him. Does it break her total bond to the family? No. If he's the only one in the family that she's bound to, so when she makes that statement, it's an all-inclusive statement. But if there's other brothers, when she says a statement, I don't want you, I don't want you. So what does that do? Eh. Just him. Everybody else, maybe she still does want. 
Is there a pecking order? Kiyosa, huh? Is there a pecking order? Yeah, top to bottom, oldest, youngest. Kiyosa, Rav, and Amar Vyechan, and Rav came. He said the name of Yechan, and Miyano, Bazem, Uteris, Laachin. It's just Miyan to one brother, she stole Mutter to the other brothers, but they do not agree with him. I'm sorry, they didn't admit to him. What does it mean they didn't admit to Rabbi Yechanan? Amar Abaye. Um, Abaye says, oh, who didn't agree? Abaye says, Rav. Rav didn't agree to Rabbi Yechanan. Rav Omar, Rav says, Rabbi Yechanan didn't agree to Rabbi Yechanan. But Amri Law, and some say, Rav Asi didn't agree to Rabbi Yechanan. Okay, so we have a three way uh, dispute, all again going in that approach of, of Ula. But let's just take a step back and get a quick overview. Of, uh, of, of what we've uh, pulled together within this part of the Mishnah. We said there was a machlokas. Can you do yibum? Can, you, can she do miyun only on a full-fledged husband or even on the yavam? So in the Mishnah, Beis Hillel says that um, you could do miyun either to the husband or the yavam. Beis Shammah said only on the husband. Okay, now miyun on the husband we know for sure. That's how the rabbis instituted the whole thing. So we didn't have a conversation about that. The conversation we had is, could she do mion to a yavam? Beishamai says no. Beisol says yes. When was she able to do mion according to Beishilo? We had a machlekas, Rabbeishia and Ula. Rabbeishia says you can only do mion for the mimer. You cannot do mion for the zika. And Ula said you could even do mion for the zika. You can even uproot the, uh, the actual bond. And then we moved on to our um, all-time Amira, we'll call it an all-time Amira conversation, discussion over here. And that is, um, why is it? Um, I'm sorry. And that is when a, when a uh, Yavama does the Mion, is it only affecting him? Is it also affecting the brothers? Is it affecting, uh, is it affecting him and not the brothers? Affecting him and the brothers? Is it not affecting anybody? So that was the machlekes that we ended off. Okay, Gavaldi. Next part of the mission. Wow, two dots. Here we go. End of the first wide line. Beshami Amrin befana v'chulu. Beshami says Mion has to be done with the husband there. Bishol says, Mion could be done, even if he's not there. Tanya learned to the Bryce Samuel and Bishol of Bishamai Bishilo, who says that he doesn't need to be there. Say to Bishamai that he will hold he doesn't need to be there. I'll tell you a story. There was a guy who owned a Hertz rent a camel. Yeah? And his name was Pishun. Yeah? His name was Pishun. And um, Pishun, um, his, he married a young girl from her mother and brother, and they, um, they did Mion. I'm so, yeah, and the wife did Mion, even though Pishun wasn't there. Now, now camel uh, renters and people who lead camels, they weren't always around so much. They would travel a lot. That you should know, that the issue over there was a separate problem. The issue over there was that, um, you know, he was really taking advantage of his wife. Apparently, Pishon's young wife came into the marriage with, with uh, a, lot of, a lot of property. And over here, what they wanted to do, in, even though he wasn't there, is just take away his rights to any financial uh, control over her property. 
Okay. Lefikach, therefore, Madulai Bemida Kefusha. Since he was playing games with, with, uh, with her, so they dealt with him. They treated him also in a way where they're like, hey, you're not going to follow, you're not going to play the game according to the rules. We're not going to play the game according to the rules either. All right. But Bishama's response is, he's still supposed to be there. Says the Gemara, one second. If Pishon is using up his stuff, you know when a husband uses up his wife's stuff? Only after Nesuin. Only after the second stage of marriage. Now here's the problem. Bishamai holds after the second stage of marriage, you can't even refuse anymore. See, here we got a story of Pishon, who's depleting his wife's property, and it's after Nesuin, obviously. One second, Ramri Beishamai in the Sua Leimiana. is entering this whole conversation. Beishamai holds you can't even do Mian. Shrek it, you have delay. Says the Gemara, you're right. Usually not. But over here, we're rocking him twice. Okay. Usually the husband needs to be there. And we said to Pishun, we're going to let her refuse even though you're not there. Usually we do not allow Mion after Nesuin. But Pishun, we're going to allow your wife to do me on after Nesuin. Okay? And this actually makes a lot of sense. Because if you go back to, remember, all the logics that we shared earlier. Hey, all the logics that we shared earlier had to do with it being a problem for him. What are you going to do with the Paris? What are you going to do? It doesn't look good. Or it looks good for him, right? Over here, you know, we say to Pishun, we don't care anymore. You don't play by the rules. We don't play by the rules. Period. All right. Next part of the Mishnah. Bishami says, Mion refusal of the marriage needs to be done in front of Bezdin. Bishol says, it doesn't need to be. Ten hours we learned to the Mishnah somewhere else. need three Dayanam. Mantana, Amarabba Bishami, Bishami holds you need three Dayanam. Because Bishami says, it's got to be done in a court. You guys need three Dayanam. Abayam refused to be so. You can even hold Bishol holds you need three Dayanam. What do you mean? Didn't Bishol say you don't, need to, you don't need it to be done in court? Says it more like this. Good. You know what Basil meant? You don't need expert judges. You need three people. Like we learned earlier, we quoted this Bryce earlier. They said even two is enough. We paskin hazog. We paskin like uh, the opinion of Reb Alazar and Rebbe Yaisi. That um, we paskin like Reb Alazar. Uh, yeah, that it, that uh, you only need two. You only need two people to make it to make it valid. Okay. Then we said Okay. How many times can you do me? Okay. Steve says once. Here we go. Um. Basil says as many times as you want. Bishamai said, like Steve. Bishamai says you're going to do me on once. Says the Gemara. Okay. Vaha miyana chadazimna. Okay. What is with the last line of the Mishnah? If we look back, let's look back to the beginning of our parak. What was the last line of the Mishnah? Last line of the Mishnah. What? Mam enes, she does mion, umam tenes, and then she waits, ad shetagdil, until she gets older, vitimain, and then she refuses, vitinosay, and then marries. Ask the Gemara, it seems she's doing mion twice. She's doing mion, she's refusing it as a katana, 
And then she's refusing it again as she becomes a gedayla. What's going on? This is She refuses the marriage, it's over. But then when she becomes a Gedayla, she has to say, I still stick to my decision. Now that I have Das, I'm still sticking to my guns. Ula Marula says, no, Tarti Katani. Doesn't mean that she actually repeats it. Talking about two, two different things. Either she should do miyun as a katana, then become old, and then get married. Or she should do miyun. And as soon as she does miyun, she could, um, she could become fully married right afterwards. Okay? She could, she could uh, do miyun, she, she could uh, enter a full-fledged, uh, a full-fledged marriage. Okay. Go, go straight into a, uh, go straight from Arison into a Nisuan. Bishlama Ula, even with the same guy. So she's refusing the Arison. Let's say she refused the Arison, and then she is like, you know, I changed my mind. So then she can do Arison Nisuan right away. Bishlama Ula, Hanadiktani, Ashtagavatimam, Vitinase. The second approach makes sense because she's actually like doing this twice. El Shmuel, but according to Shmuel, who says that in order for me and to work when you are a Kitana, you also need to refuse it again when you're a Gedola. Which is a classic Gemara answer. Sometimes the Gemara says, you know what? Good question, but it's not changing our opinion. Sometimes you challenge a Gemara and the Gemara will say, you're right, Tiyufta, you've busted me. Upshlug. Yeah, I'm out, of, I'm out of here. You're right. And sometimes he asks a question like, all right, it's a good question, but not enough to kick me out of the room. I'm not blown out of the water. Okay, and that's the Gemara's responding over here. Either way, either according to Ula or according to Shmuel, Shmuel doesn't work out as well with the expression of the Mishnah, but it's not a, uh, an automatic problem. All right, let's keep going. Says the next Mishnah. Give me a case. What's the case of a young girl who needs to do miyun? Okay. What do you mean needs to do miyun? Her marriage is a type of marriage where miyun is going is gonna to work. If, she, if her mother or brother married her off with her will. She agreed to this. He see you, huh? Let's say they take their 10-year-old daughter and they marry her off without her willingness. She does not need Mian. You know why? She ain't married. Nothing happened. You're not even married. Any girl, any young lady who is not able, doesn't have the mental capacity to protect her marriage. Things given to her in marriage, let's say, her ksuba, or whatever it is, any, any, uh, anything of value, that is not old enough of an age for a mother or brother to be allowed to even marry her off with a consent, and she doesn't need to do miyun. She's not married in the first place. Really, the action of a katana is nothing. Nothing accomplished. Allah came a 
You know what? He says like this. He says, when a, a fellow marries a katana, it's considered a seduction. It's considered a seduction. It's not, it's not um, you know, it's, it's as if they're living together out of wedlock. And therefore, now maybe it's like a permitted situation, right? If the Rabbanim are allowing it, they're allowing it. It's not even a marriage. But he says, therefore, if this is not really a marriage, let's see a Kayin who married a 10-year-old Bas Yisrael who's not capable of watching her stuff. Guess what? She can't eat Shuma. You're not even married. You're just living together. You're partners. What's she supposed to eat? Huh? What is she supposed Anything that's not Shuma. Anything that's not Shuma. Bas Kayin the Yisrael, she's a Kahenis married, she's a young Kahenis, 10 years old, and he's a Yisrael, Teichal Shuma. She can keep eating Shuma. She's not married. Whenever you have anything being withheld because of the man, then we treat her like the wife. But anything that's not dependent on the man, we consider it as if she is not his wife. Okay. Very good. Now, Gemara is going to get into this, but it seems from this last statement of the Gemara, she's got the upper hand over here. She really, really, really has, uh, has the upper hand. Let's just uh, finish off the daf and we'll hold it here for today. Originally, when a young girl would refuse the marriage, they would write a document. And the document would say, I don't want him, I don't like him. The less I know, and nor do I want to be married to him. But since they, apparently they felt it was a lot of words, Amri, so they said, Here's the problem. People are going to think this is like a get. And really, Mion uproots the whole thing retroactively. It's like they weren't married in the first place. Right? We don't, so we don't want people to think that she actually was married and is now a divorcee. So Tekinu Hachi. So they were Mesakein, they decreed that you should write on the document of Mion, Biyayim Pliny, on this date, on this day, Mion Plinus, Bas Pliny, Banpana, this girl, the daughter of uh, the daughter of this guy, did Mion in front of us the Bezdin. Okay, so that's what we would write on the actual document. Bezdin tomorrow we'll pick up with Tanur Rabbanon, and we're going to say what exactly she had to say when she was saying, "I no longer want the marriage." Go ahead, Rebuta. Yeah, go ahead.